welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, also known as the Punk Priestess. And welcome to another episode of Magic Monday and happy Aries season. So I am really excited that Aries season is here, being an Aries myself. And it feels like Aries season goes by really fast, in my opinion. So Aries season starts from March 20th, 21st to April 19th. And I don't know if it's just fire sign energy, but it always seems like it's so fleeting and fast. Whereas when you're in like a water or earth sign, I feel like it always goes by longer. So I don't know. I'm like, do they chip us Aries because we're so awesome and our season is just really short? <laughs> it's not, but it just feels that way. But uh, yeah, I'm really happy that Aries season is here. I've been waiting for it all year. Yeah, it's like a new beginning, springtime. It's like a new spring in your step and kind of getting rewarded from the work that you did in Pisces. So it feels good. Like it feels a little bit lighter in the air right now. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to go a little bit over the astrology of the week and then I'll dive into everything Aries. As I mentioned before last week briefly, we have Venus going into Aries on March 21st and that's going to be lasting until April 14th. So we have a couple weeks with this transit and it's just going to be a good acceleration time for relationships, um, kind of feeling like you want to do things with your partner or maybe go back out there and date. Kind of like getting that excitement back from winter. And now that the weather's getting warmer on the Western Hemisphere, it's kind of a little bit nicer to do things outside of like your significant other or feel like you want to date again or or just in general, just giving more love to yourself, but like doing it in a more extroverted way and spontaneous way instead of maybe like Netflixing by yourself, being like, you know, I'm going to go to art museum or I'm going to do with like a more physical activity, like go for a run to kind of give myself some uh, nourishment and self-care. Or if like you're coupled with a partner, like doing more outside outdoorsy things is very areas like taking a hike or doing something exciting or cultural. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it's going to be a good um, revitalized energy that's going to be back in force, kind of like a force of nature coming back to us after a long winter slumber. And even like our sex lives might be improving, like having more energy and stamina for sex. And yeah, just kind of like our libido is kind of also getting like a fresh <laughs> spring in its step, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I like Venus and Aries. It's fast, it's quick, it's exciting, it's sexual, and it's liberating. So that's going to be a good energy. And yeah, we cannot forget the most important day of the year is March 26, which happens to be my birthday. <laughs> so um, yes, I will accept gifts. <laughs> Thank you for all the early birthday wishes. Um, but yes, yeah, so March 26 is my birthday. I'm an Aries, can you tell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about my birthday. My birthday is a holiday to me. It's like the best day of the year and I don't really celebrate other holidays, but my birthday is like one of the days that is like, this is my day. And um, so I'm really happy that my birthday is um, on a Friday. So that's really awesome. I haven't had a weekend birthday in a really long time. So I think that's really cool. Uh, and then on the 28th, we have the Libra full moon. This is going to be really cool. It's a very good full moon. And I'm also going to be releasing my spell candle collection this week. I'm going to do a pre-order on my birthday. It's like a little birthday gift for you. And then I'm going to pour the candles on the full moon on the 28th. My spell candles, I always have a theme, and I only do them a couple times a year. Like, I haven't done spell candle collection in probably two months. So it's all about manifestation power for me when it comes to um, spell work and doing it in ceremony, doing it in ritual. So these candles are very special, and they're very um, intuitive. So for these spell candles, I only do a limited amount. So it really is first come, first serve. These pieces are one of a kind and super unique, so... Once, you know, I find them, it's kind of like a one-of-a-kind treasure, which also makes, I think, the collection super special. And you can burn these candles doing your uh, own spell work, or you can just burn them as if you would any other candle. So my notion is that the candles will be used in your own creative way. You know, that is like the power of magic is doing um, what works best for you in your own unique special way. So look out for pre-order information on March 26th, and then um, I'll be pouring the candles on the full moon on March 28th. 
I will be going on vacation on March 31st, so I'm going to try to get the candles out before then. But if not, um, if there's any late orders, just expect them to be shipped out when I come back from vacation. So I'll keep more info on everything on my social media. So that's just a little bit of a heads up with the candles. But I'm really excited to offer them again. This spell is going to be really cool. And yeah, it's going to be super fun. So a little bit about Aries. Ooh, what is this sign? No one knows what the sign means. No, I'm kidding. Everyone knows because Aries cannot stop talking about themselves. So I first got into astrology when I was 12 years old and it was inspired by my interest in mythology and that led into astrology. So really young, I started learning about the signs and this was before social media. This was before the internet was what the internet is now. So I had to find all this information through books mostly. And I remember learning I was an Aries and really being so fascinated and excited and thrilled because my life made sense to me for the first time. Like I always knew that there was something intuitively special about me and that, you know, we all had a certain path and destiny and then, you know, personality was always really interesting for me and kind of um, discovering other people's personalities and what made them tick and why they were more, you know, different than me. So it was really cool learning that I was an Aries because it was able to generalize so much for me and my personality and why I was the way that I was and why I was interested in certain things. So Aries rules the first house and this is called your ascendant. So the first house is found by your time of birth, which is why it's really important to know your time of birth when you're doing a birth chart because when you get your rising sign and it tells you what other signs are in the other houses. So your rising sign, this is your personality, this is your physical appearance and your mannerisms and it's how you appear on the surface. And for me personally, when I'm trying to guess someone's sign, if I'm just meeting someone new for the first time, I always guess their rising sign first. And your rising sign is also your ruling planet as well. So it's important to know what your rising sign is. So for example, I have a Libra rising. So my chart ruler ruling planet is Venus because Venus rules Libra. So it is really important to kind of know more about how your path is driven and um, why you are interested in certain things or, you know, with appearance or, you know, the way you speak, your mannerisms, everything. It's all woven into your rising sign. Aries, it's, they're the pioneer. You know, we're the trailblazers, we're the leaders, we're the warriors in astrology. We're number one because we are the first sign. And that's how Aries see themselves. They see themselves as number one. Like everything is always a competition. And it's like, even if it's not conscious, it's just like this unconscious ego thing of, you know, kind of seeing like where that you are compared to others, um, like kind of leveling up in a sense. Aries is a cardinal fire sign. So full of energy, completely fearless, and literally will laugh at the face of danger. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're the ram. So it's just like having um, a lot of mental focus. And Aries also it rules intellect and being headstrong. Um, there's also a very impatient, impulsive type of attitude intertwined with that as well. But yeah, pretty much Aries are extremely bold, brave, and courageous. They go after what they want. They are always able to do things without compromising themselves. And also, Aries are natural-born leaders. They're able to lead. And that is why they're the first sign. And, you know, they're number one is because everyone kind of looks up to that leader and sees, like, what they're doing and, you know, kind of respond accordingly to that. And, yeah, Aries are a pillar of strength. But they can also be kind of sensitive, which is why there's those memes like I'm baby memes <laughs> surfacing on Instagram. It's because, yeah, it's like despite that tough exterior and that kind of like I'm unfuckwithable attitude, underneath is like a sensitive soul. And um, the ram is like the lamb. It's like you're the lamb or you're the ram. Like Aries will show that lamb side when they're really comfortable with someone, but it takes like a special someone, open up that sensitive side to them. But... Yeah, Aries energy is just very inspirational and it can also be very me focused as well, which can be intimidating a little bit at first when other people like meet Aries. It's because we're just so confident in who we are because we know who we are. And that's just what Aries life mission is. It's all about the self. It's like I am. I am here to do these certain things. And it's very admirable. 
So, but people can be intimidated by that because they might not be super confident in who they are and their journey, but Aries, that's just something that's an immediate thing for them. It's like they know who they are, they know what they like, and like we know what we want to do with our life and kind of carving out our own path. And that can also be a little abrasive for others too, because if you meet an Aries in a room, like you know who the Aries are. Like, you know, they're very outspoken and... You know, they're unique in how they express themselves. And, like, Aries are not, like, timid people. Like, you know who Aries is, like, right away because there's that, like, contagious personality. But Aries, you know, with that, they want you to be the best version of yourself. And Aries will lead others so they can find out who they are because Aries know who they are. So they're like, well, let me help you figure out who you are by showing you and guiding you ways to find your own personal truth and your own personal authenticity. So that's like the gift of Aries is just being very inspirational so others can find the best of themselves. Yeah, Aries make like really good friends because of that. They're kind of like, you know, we've been through a journey and, you know, we're able to give support to others and guidance because we've been through it already because, you know, being the first. Yeah, Aries confidence is contagious. But they're not looking to, you know, bully or one-up people all the time. It's just they're looking for companionship and they're looking for people who can follow. And, you know, that's why Aries work really well with the opposite sign Libra is because Libra, they need the guidance. They need someone that they can follow. And, um, you know, the leader and the follower, it works really well with Aries. And Aries will surround themselves with strong personalities as well because, they get along with energy that matches their own. It's really easy to get into that energy. And also like air energy works really well with Aries too um, because it is like air and fire is uh, very compatible elements. So yeah, it's just like lively people, um, energy, and like enthusiasm. Those are things that attract Aries. It has to be like a very like stimulated, stimulated energy, stimulated people, interesting people, interesting things, movement. Those are things that are very Aries and attracts Aries attention because Aries have very fleeting attention. That's why it's like, if you have their attention, you have their attention. If you don't have their attention, you don't have their attention. It's very like night and day with Aries personalities too. And it's like, cause there's so much going on, but we're also trying to carve out our own way that we're so into ourselves. Like Aries is very self-absorbed, not in like a negative selfish way, but in a very um, inspirational way, because a lot of people are so involved in other people's shit. They forget about their own and Aries are like, no, like I put myself first and then, you know, everyone else is kind of like on the outlier, kind of like how Leos are like, you know, they're the sun and everyone else revolves around them. That's like a common fire sign thing. It's like Aries, you know, think for themselves first and then kind of see how things can, you know, work around them or they can like their energy can benefit someone else's. But, you know, caring and um, like when you're in their circle, you're in their circle but when you're out of the circle or like you're not really maintaining friendship, like Aries don't like phony fake people, like they're your no bullshit BFF. Like they will not take like fake people. Like you have to be real all the time with an Aries and Aries can spot an authenticity because they are so true in who they are. They can spot, you know, surface level bullshit. So yeah, pretty much like Aries, you know, they're very self-absorbed, they're bossy, but it's also about like being the leader and kind of like, well... You know, I have a lot of wisdom. I have a lot of knowledge. I can take this on. And it all just becomes with like the leadership. It's like Aries know what they're capable of. So they're able to, you know, lead successfully. It's just very instinctual. Where a lot of people or a lot of other signs, like they're not natural leaders. And they can't take on that. But yeah, Aries, you know, it's kind of like if they like you, they like you. Like they, they like everyone. Aries are out. People are always like, oh, Aries, like they're mean or, you know, they're uptight or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just like if you're in our coven, you're in our coven. And we will nurture the relationship accordingly. But if this, the moment that we sense like insecurity or, you know, people being fake or, you know, whatever it is, like, or judgy, whatever it is, like we're not for that. Also, Aries, like, they fight for the underdog. So, you know, always making sure that people have a voice, people are seen and heard. You know, Aries are able to give others that platform to be their best self. And they also will protect against, 
you know, people being hurt or marginalized, whatever it is, like Aries will be the one to be like, no, I'm going to fight for you, which is why Gloria Steinem is an Aries and same with Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> so the low vibe is tantrums, can be very dramatic, <laughs> can be very like impulsive. That's definitely an Aries thing and like kind of jumping to conclusions um, like in an aggressive way and definitely guilty of that for sure because it's just like wanting to fight and it's like that warrior mentality because Aries rules Mars so it's just like I want to fight like kind of that combative energy and yeah there's always like these memes like Aries like you know want to fight you all the time it's just kind of like going with the competition of it it's just like Aries were like built to fight and like kind of having revenge fantasies is a normal pastime for us the fight is fun for us, but it's just kind of like there has to be a purpose. But Aries can get triggered very easily and, you know, jump to these conclusions, which is why it's very helpful to have other elements in your birth chart. Like if you have like an earth moon or, you know, more softer water sign placements, you might not be so impulsive. But Aries who, you know, maybe don't have a lot of earth or water in their chart are a little bit more domineering, a little bit more hostile. But it's all part of the fun. It's... It's just kind of like Aries fight for a reason. Like they're not just fighting to fight. They're fighting because there's a reason why. It's like the challenge that they have to win. It's pretty much like Aries fight to make sure that the truth and what is right is protected. They're not just fighting just to fight. It's like, okay, you know, we're doing this for a reason. But yeah, so in a nutshell, that's a little bit about Aries. I have more on my website. I have a blog post all about Aries. If you want to read about more of it and like Aries and relationships and all that jazz. But anyways, so that's the astrology of the week. Happy Aries season. Happy birthday to all my Aries. I love you and let's have an awesome season. Okay, so let's get into the tarot card of the week. Okay, so the tarot card of the week, I pulled the two of pentacles reversed. And the two of pentacles, it's a balancing act. It's trying to do all the things, literally. And when it's upright, it's like things are balanced, like you're doing a good job, like juggling everything. And when it's reversed, it means imbalance. It's like you're kind of struggling to maintain balance in your life. And you could be overwhelmed or there could be too much going on that you have to prioritize or do a better job of prioritizing. The two of pentacles is also associated with the high priestess being the second card in the major arcana so the twos are associated with the high priestess and the high priestess it's all about intuition so we have to try to intuitively examine how we can create more balance in our life because we may be struggling at the moment we might be feeling overwhelmed and we also might be having like social or conversational demands and expectations from others and this can also be an issue because of mars and gemini right now so there's a lot of activity going on socially and with words and language and thoughts and ideas and goals and like it's great but it's also it can be like okay well there's all these things i want to do there's all these things that people are asking of me there's all these things that i haven't done that i need to do so it's just very overwhelming and that's just with the Mars and Gemini energy. And this energy is going to continue until April 23rd. So it is a good time that we're pulling the two of pentacles reversed to kind of see like where we're struggling and how much improvement we need so we can have this Mars and Gemini transit be successful. You know, time can feel like it's going by really fast right now and we could be struggling to get everything done. And it's like, you know, we wake up and like we're feeling good, like we're feeling productive. And then before we know it, it's like time to go to bed. And we're like, where'd our day go? You know, it's like time is very fleeting right now. It's so important to prioritize our social needs, our personal needs, and, you know, our professional needs, whatever it is, our business needs, our emotional needs. Like we really need to find a way to do this better so we don't get so overwhelmed and we can really take in the goodness of all that Mars and Gemini has to offer. So your body will communicate with you what medicine it needs. And the communication can be being irritable, being stressed, being fatigued, being overwhelmed, or just that feeling like you're in the mood to do certain things. And that is your body communicating to you that it needs nourishment, it needs rest, it needs guidance, it needs a routine, it needs to take on less. The best way to do that is to have boundaries. And that comes in with saying no. Saying no to things is incredibly important. And the word no has so much power. And like in society, 
we're just like, yeah, the word yes is so positive. It's so uplifting. And the word no is so negative. And it's like, you got to remove these negative and positive connotations to these words because the word yes is actually very detrimental sometimes to our well-being. Because if we are like just yes people all the time, we're never going to get shit done for ourselves and we're never going to put our own needs first. And it's all wrapped up into this warped lie of likability because likability is very patriarchal in a sense of like, you know, we have to have people like us, especially for women. It's just trying to remain likable. And it's kind of like, fuck that shit. <laughs> and that's just very Aries too. Like Aries season is coming in and it's like kind of like, fuck the bullshit. Fuck saying yes to everything. Like say no, like stand in your power and say no all the time. Saying no will get people mad. And I've witnessed that before. But when you say no, it's actually so much strength and so much power in those two <laughs> letters and we need to start saying no more often as a society and standing in our power and standing in our truth and that is where the boundaries come in people who say no have healthy boundaries as well and you know as someone who works full-time and has a full-time business and has like thriving relationships i use the word no all the time and that is what the two of pentacles reverse is trying to tell us is to utilize that word and you have to say no so you can put your own health first and to be honest with yourself be honest what you can't with what you can and you cannot take on then you can be direct about what you want to do and you don't want to do with your time and prioritize around those things and like people ask me all the time they're like how do you like balance it all how do you get everything done and the first thing i tell them is like i decide what i do want to do during the month and what i don't want to do and i prioritize around those things so for example this month i knew i wanted to do a spell candle collection because I haven't done one in a while. And what I did is like I knew from the end of February that I wanted to do the spell candle collection and have it be released for pre-order on my birthday on March 26. So you kind of have to figure out for yourself, you know, how do you want to prioritize your time? What do you want to do with your time? And it's like even it's before like a new month or you can do even before like a new astrological sign. Just be like these are the things that I want to accomplish in Aries season. These are the things that I want to accomplish this week and do this week. Because other things are going to be coming up unexpectedly, especially if you have a business. You might have, you know, new clients coming in. Or you might have other things that you're, you know, doing for your business that are, is creative and have time restraints on. So it's very important for you to say no to things that are not giving you really any long-term benefit or value. And that is where the power is. So you can create a schedule for yourself so you do not feel like you're juggling away all your marbles. And I personally work really well with deadlines. So it's great for me if I'm like, okay, I need to have my podcast out every Monday. I know I need to do the work before then in order to get that goal done. And for me, it's like that is something I have to do. And that is a promise I made not only to myself, but for my listeners to build listenership and to build a community. You have to have boundaries and you have to have good time management skills and I must confess like I don't have the best time management skills sometimes like sometimes I take an hour bath when I get home from work and then I want to spend an hour on Netflix and I'm like oh my god it's 10 p.m and I need to like work on stuff for my business like sometimes that happens to me so you know we all have room for error but just knowing like if you still have good time management the room for error won't really mess up your practice or your, what you're trying to achieve for success of whatever it is you're doing. You know, having deadlines for yourself and being able to manage yourself outside of working a full-time job, if you do work a full-time job for your business or if you're like a full-time family caretaker or whatever it is, like making sure that you have time for your own mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being. That is number one. And like my big goal for 2021 is peace. Like peace is a number one priority for me because I lived so long without having peace in my life. And it's like, yes, yeah, some areas were peace filled, but like not the whole picture. And it's like, if something doesn't offer you peace, then it's not worth your time or energy. And the two pentacles can also come up as, you know, challenges with work and life balance. Um, and also with like creative and prosperity balance, like making sure that you you know, can create to achieve some type of financial fulfillment or value system, whatever that is, like creating for value and creating with authenticity. 
I think is really important. But it's been a challenge lately to create without distraction or to create within a time limit. You know, it is a lot of pressure that we have because we only have so many hours of the day, which is why it's so vital that we use them wisely and making sure that we're mindful of like how we're using our time or energy because, you know, so much of our time and energy can be spent watching Netflix and things like that and not saying, you know, what's wrong. Like Netflix can be a great way of, you know, self-care as well, but it's kind of like, do you really need to be spending your whole entire weekend watching like TV or is there something more beneficial you can do? And we got to start thinking about our importance in this life because we are in the age of Aquarius. We have Saturn in Aquarius for the next two and a half years. We have Jupiter in Aquarius for the next year of 2021. So it is a big time to start thinking about, well, how can my talents, gifts, and abilities impact other people and change other people's lives for the better? It's not just your own selfish desires of why you're doing things. You're doing things to make an impact on the collective. So if you use your time wisely and decide, you know what, I want to heal and help other people with my gifts that I have been given in this life, you know, find a way to do that. Find a way to give your soul a purpose instead of just working and then being like a lazy slob on the weekends. Like, you know, use that time. Like, you don't want to like go through life and be like, wow, I didn't achieve what I want to do. Like, you want to go through life and be like, wow, like I'm doing the damn thing. I'm like doing what I want to do with my time. And that's just also, (laughs) you know, very Aries, very Aries season. It's kind of like, what are you doing with your life? What impact do you have? What's your purpose? So I also pulled uh, the astrology dice. I've been pulling the astrology dice in unison with the tarot cards. And I pulled the moon, Aquarius, and the 11th house. And this is the shadow that we have going on right now, especially with the two of pentacles reversed and the high priestess, like colluding together. (laughs) It's showing a shadow that we have. And the shadow that we have is that we're not saying no to social energy. Aquarius rules the 11th house. And the 11th house, it rules the collective, it rules friendships, groups, society, career fortunes, and hopes and wishes. So with this energy, we really have to make sure that we're saying no in social situations. It's like, you know, balance or let go of certain things. And that a lot of times that's the social aspect. And that's a lot of like Aquarius energy too. It's like in order to work for the collective, you have to set yourself away and apart from the collective and have very strong boundaries in that. And, you know, that is, again, with the word no coming in. It's like saying no to social engagements that are just purely social. If it's not a networking experience, if it's not, like, connecting with like-minded people to do certain things, then it's like, what is, like, how are you using your time with people? You know, there's no need for surface-level friendships anymore, especially in the age of COVID. It's like being very mindful of where you're putting your physical body is, like, you know, something that is a given now. And also it's like making sure that you're communicating with authentic people in your life. You know, saying no to social engagements that really have no benefit. Like, why are you really going to brunch? Like, you know, are you going to brunch to escape something? Are you going to brunch to waste time? Or are you going to brunch because it's like a meaningful engagement of like-minded people who are collectively having the same goal of doing the same like thing? We got to start thinking that way. And it's not being mean. It's just saying, like, this is what Saturn in Aquarius is here to do. This is what Jupiter in Aquarius is here to do. And this is what the Age of Aquarius is here to do. It's like we need to start being smarter about who's in our coven and why and start having those conversations. And a lot of us have been seeing the past couple of years our friendships change and, um, you know, our social groups change. And that's okay because we're evolving in our own special way. But if we don't evolve... And we're still keeping around the same people who don't really give us any benefit or we're having problems or drama with. It's like that's, you know, ultimately making you suffer. And that's ultimately crushing your social engagement and truth. So you need to really make sure that if you're doing some type of social engagement, either if it's online or if it's in person, that it's impactful and it's not being a detriment to your mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual well-being. So pretty much the two of pentacles reversed. Coupled with Aquarius in the 11th house, it's just saying that you have to say no and you need to put an end to meaningless social engagements just to be social. It's like stop wasting your time. 
And this is also going to turn into work situations too. And I kind of talked about this briefly in a past Magic Monday episode of how we need to stop working late and overtime. It's like we're in a pandemic still. Our physical body cannot fully comprehend what the fuck is going on. And we're holding so much inside of us and we need to release that. We need to release that tension, that uncertainty, that stress. We can't put more on top of us with working past, you know, a certain time. So especially if you do work in the corporate world, it's like you need to leave when it's time to leave because you're just going to become a sucker for other people. And we have to get rid of, this is such like a boomer mentality that millennials and Gen Z, like Gen Z has like kind of, they're like really good with being like, fuck that. But millennials, like I see this all the time, are still like being influenced by these negative connotations of this corporate work structure from the boomers. And it's like, no, you need to leave when it's time to leave. (laughs) And it's so simple. But, you know, it's, again, going back to that fear of not being liked, the fear of trying to be a yes person of like, yes, I'll stay late. Yes, you can take advantage of me. Yes, you don't have to pay me overtime. I'll work for free. No, 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 no. It is time to say no to that because you're not only like costing your own life and wasting your own life and precious time for, you know, what? For a job? (laughs) When you need to be putting that time towards your own spiritual nourishment and you're actually losing money by working overtime and working late. Unless you're getting paid to work late, you know, all for it. But if you're not, you're losing money. And you're actually losing years and times off of your life. So you better start investing in a really good expensive eye cream because you're just really, you know, it's not only just like a spiritual mental thing, but it's also a physical thing as well that you're losing out on. So, you know, for me, that is one of my rules, especially now is like, nope, once the clock turns six, I leave because I'm going to be taking a nice, awesome bath, having a great dinner, and I'm going to be creating and working on my business. You know, you got to be smart about where you put your time and energy. And, like, people would take advantage of you. Like, it's so funny how, like, we think that by working longer and harder that it's going to actually, you know, make us seem better. And it really doesn't because, you know, people take note of that and they're like, oh, well, this person will just do it just to do it. And you don't want to be someone who just does it just to to do it. Like, that's not why you're here on this earth existing. You're here to exist, to, like, live yourself perfect. You're not here to just be someone's punching bag. Even if they're not physically punching you and they tell you, oh, like, can you stay late or do these things with a smile? They're still taking advantage of you. And it's like, why does their likability matter so much to you? You know, that's the real shit. That's the real shadow work that, you know, we need to do as a society, as a collective. It's like, why does their likability matter so much more than my own mental well-being, than my own physical and spiritual well-being? You know, that's some, you know, power dynamic shit. So, yeah, that's the T. <laughs> Respect your own boundaries, you know. Respect your time. And that shows maturity, too. And it's like, you know, I really like, I, I love seeing, I think it's very admirable when people leave on time at work. It just shows like, wow, they have their shit together and they're strong in their boundaries to not get taken advantage of. And like, to me, I think that's really powerful. And I love seeing that. And that's how I incorporated that. It's like, nope, boom, I'm gone. <laughs> and, you know, people know like that's a boundary. Can't take advantage of them. And there's strength in that. Yeah, and people could be like, oh, well, you know, that seems mean or unkind or like people aren't going to think you're a hard worker. It's like, no, people are going to be so much more respectful towards you when you do that because they know you're unfuckwithable. So be more unfuckwithable. Have better boundaries. Be stronger. Say no. Put yourself first. And if you can't put yourself first, that's also an indication of you not valuing yourself. It's like you don't have a strong sense of values and you don't have a strong sense of self-worth if you can't put yourself first. Family goes with work, putting boundaries against families, putting boundaries against friends, putting boundaries against social media, putting boundaries against your phone. Stop with, you know, wasting your time, saying no to yourself, saying no to others. You know, do your work, leave on time and create your own shit so you can live a more fulfilled life. That is what the two of pentacles reversed matched with Aquarius in the moon in the 11th house is do your work, leave on time, create your own shit so you can live a more fulfilled life. It's all about saying no and prioritizing social engagements by putting your own agenda and needs first. So you can get that coin. (laughs) 
All right. So um, that's the tarot card of the week. And, you know, it was just delivered in a very strong Aries way. Sorry, not sorry. But it's just kind of like we need to stop with the bullshit, you know, as a society. We're wasting too much time. Okay, so Crystal of the Week, as I've been kind of advertising on social media that I'm going to be asking you guys to give me your tarot, your astrology, your crystal questions. And these are some of the crystal questions that I've gotten recently. So the first question, do you use crystals to clear your tarot cards, oracle decks when they are not in use? So I sometimes will use selenite, like a selenite wand that I have to clear my decks. But I also, I keep my decks really safe in tarot bags. And I have my own custom tarot bags available for purchase on my shop if you want some of those. But I feel like just being in the tarot bag, the energy is already protected. And I keep them like by my crystals. I have like a little um, altar place that I have my tarot cards in. If I am using a deck that I haven't used in a while, I'll take a selenite wand and I'll clear the energy that way. And I also always use Florida water, which I also make my own that's available in my shop. I use Florida water and smudge, either ethically sourced Palo Santo, Copo, or locally grown sage to cleanse my decks. So that's my ritual. You can also, you know, feel free to use any other crystal you like. It's just not really part of my personal practice is using crystals all the time with cleansing decks, but I think it's really cool and maybe I'll start. But I would suggest if you are interested in cleansing your decks of crystals to get selenite, it's very cheap. And to also get clear quartz, I think clear quartz would be really good as well. So what are your recommended crystals to aid with sleep? There's another question I got. So the number one crystal that I have is kunzite. That is what I have underneath my pillow religiously. Like every single night for the past like three to four years, I've slept with kunzite underneath my pillow. And kunzite, it's more of a newer crystal. It is expensive. It is harder to find. I have a really nice juicy chunk of purple, a light purple kunzite. But um, it's more of a, a newer crystal. It was only found like 100 years ago. So we're still learning the properties. Uh, but for me, sleeping of kunzite has given me great sleep. And it also helps me not have crazy dreams. Like sometimes I do. Like I was sleeping with black tourmaline underneath my bed with kunzite for like a month because I felt like I needed extra protection for some reason. <laughs> I think it's just like my physical body responding, like not feeling safe. And it gave me like really weird dreams. So I don't know. But now sleeping with kunzite, I have like chill dreams. Um, and when I don't sleep with kunzite, that's when I have crazy ass dreams coming towards me. I would recommend kunzite if you can't find kunzite because like I don't even know anyone personally who is selling kunzite right now. It's very hard to find and it's expensive. I would recommend rose quartz and blue calcite. They're more calming energy and calming stones. That's more accessible and cheaper to find. And that's what I would start with. And then you can kind of, you know, keep your eye out for kunzite and buy that. Okay, so those are some of the questions. And if you have questions about crystals, definitely feel free to submit them to me and I'll be happy to answer them. Okay, so crystal of the week. So crystal of the week is smoky quartz. And this is one of the first crystals I actually bought from Everyday Magic. And <laughs> I bought um, a small piece of smoky quartz. It's like a little tower. I think it was like $28 for my first live sale. And ever since I bought that crystal, I became obsessed with like the energy, the thrill, the excitement of a live crystal sale. It's like it gets your like impulses pumping and you know there's nothing better than that type of adrenaline for an Aries <laughs> especially when it comes to buying things so yes I definitely um Smoky Quartz has been with me for a couple years I bought my first piece like three years ago and I also now own a spear I own a freeform cube and my latest and probably my most coolest crystal is my Smoky Quartz Asteroid so I only have four pieces of smoky quartz. And smoky quartz is a crystal that chooses you. Like it will not be in your life until it's time for it to be in your life. Recently, like literally within the past three weeks, I got two pieces of smoky quartz after taking a year off of not getting any smoky quartz. So it is just kind of an energetically good time for me to work with that stone. Whereas like last year when I felt like I probably needed it the most, <laughs> I just like didn't really work with smoky quartz at all. Yeah, smoky is really special to me and it's one of my favorite crystals. 
It's energy is just really powerful. That's just what I can say. It's just, again, like, you know, you will feel intuitively called to work with a smoky quartz. And it will feel the same way. So, like, when it's time, it's time for that crystal to come into your life. And when it's time, it's like, you know, it's time to get to work. It's like, get your knees dirty. Get your hands dirty. And, um, yeah, your crystals, like, they choose you. I keep on saying that, and it really is true. Like, all my smoky quartz pieces are so individual and unique, and it's like, they chose me. Um, and it's like a mutual exchange of energy. So smokies are really interesting because they have what is called smoky scars, and that is, like, what grows inside of them. So that could be, like, a hidden surprise of rainbows, inclusions like hematoid, or they can be rumulated or have crushed mirrors inside. It looks like little crushed mirrors. So smokies are very interesting, and I kind of like those inclusions in what they call the smoky scars because it kind of imprints and shows, like, and mirrors and reflects your own internal scars and struggle that you might that you might have. And I find that really beautiful, which is why the smoky quartz it is a very personal stone for that reason, because it kind of reflects back to you what is internally going on inside. So high quality smoky quartz can range, um, it's pretty affordable. It's like middle range of affordability. It's not the cheapest crystal, but it's not the most expensive. So definitely smoky quartz is affordable and it's between the prices of rose quartz and clear quartz. So it's like the middle of those two. And they come in uh, many different shades of brown. They come in light, light brown, and then they come in dark brown, but be careful, really dark, almost black like smoky. That's actually fake or overheated um, quartz. So if you stick a really dark black smoky and it's like, I don't know, like $40, $50, it's probably fake. Like smoky that is really dark, it will never be that black. It's going to be like really expensive. It's going to be super rare. You're not going to be able to find it at just some random medical physical shop like in your local neighborhood. And if it is there, it'll probably be super expensive if it's priced correctly. Be careful of, you know, where you're getting your smoky and, you know, making sure it's good quality, doing some research on like good vendors of like where to buy smoky quartz and who has it at what time and price ranges. But smoky, yeah, it comes in many different shades of brown. So smoky quartz, what are the properties? So it's a great stone to work with, kind of healing your body, protecting it, grounding the physical body, and bringing energy back into the body. It can protect you from toxicity, like pulling toxins out of the body, um, protecting against radiation. And so toxicity can literally mean just like toxic people. So yeah, it pretty much smoky helps us transmute negative energy into positive energy. And it clears the low vibrations of our body like sage. So smoky... Think of smoky quartz as like the body's sage, the physical body's sage. But yeah, smoky quartz helps us get back into our body. It gets underneath our skin and it helps us take a look at all of our shit and how to learn from it and to heal from it. <laughs> so it's really like, that's why, you know, smoky quartz is really important. It's like not, not every time is it the right time for us to do that kind of work. You know, it's like the other chakras need to take, you know, priority sometimes. But when smoky quartz is like calling for you to do some more um, lower chakra level work, you know, then that's the time. But um, yeah, sometimes that energy gets locked into our body, which is why it's so important, you know, coming back to that conversation of saying no of the two of pentacles and setting up boundaries, saying no, protecting the physical body that is mirrored with smoky quartz. And the lesson here is that our body can lock in energy and that energy can lay dormant and healed for years. It can cause trauma, triggers, ailments, worry, stress, fear, abuse. You know, those things get trapped into the body. And sometimes our bodies remember things that our minds cannot because our minds are going like, you know, a mile a minute, especially now with this Mars and Gemini energy. It's like we're going a mile a minute mentally, you know, and and physically, too. But like our physical body like holds on to things, which is why, you know, if you go to um, some type of ceremony, like an ayahuasca or, you know, mushrooms are doing something like that, like you'll get that release because your physical body was holding on so much. And like you literally can like vomit or throw up because you're having a release of all of like the past energy and influences that have been held in your body that never was fully healed 
or even looked at, that was never fully healed or expressed or looked at or contemplated. So that's why it's so important to have those boundaries to do some healing work. You know, take accountability as well and treat your body better. Have better conversations and have more honesty with your body. You know, look inside and figure out how can you move forward with authenticity in your own truth. How can you stand in your power? How can you feel present and at home in your body? How can you feel grounded? How can you feel like your feet are firmly planted on the earth? You know, it's why it's important to sometimes walk around with our feet, have our feet touch the earth. And, you know, just feeling grounded is like very underrated because most of us don't feel grounded. You can tell if someone's not feeling grounded by if they're like erratic or angry or upset or hostile or if they're depressive and sad. Like that's not grounded energy. Grounded energy operates by you fully feeling comfortable in your own skin by feeling like you can embrace and do what it is you need to do and it takes a journey to get there and it's very fleeting sometimes feeling grounded because something can offset us which is why it's very important to have a strong sense of self-worth and value system so that you know little inconveniences don't um, set us off ground don't imbalance us so smoky courts ask us like can you take an honest look at yourself can you make change for yourself for the better of your life and do the shadow work. And Smoky Quartz is there to guide you through that work. You know, have your own dark night of the soul moments. And Smoky Quartz will be there to create a safe space for your body. It's also great if you're trying to do astral projection uh, and have Smoky Quartz nearby. Smoky Quartz nearby to keep your physical body grounded. You know, live in your body, stay in your body, look after yourself, unlearn toxic habits and bad feelings that you project onto your body. And this is also in alignment with sex it's like you need to be grounded when you have sex because you're also with another person if you're like in another space and they're in you know another space you can't really fully connect with sex so it is very important you know smoky course ruling a lower the lower chakras the rear chakra you know it's also tied to your connection with sex your attitude towards sex and if you're uncomfortable in your own physical body that's going to result in uncomfortable approach to sex so staying grounded during sex do not get lost in being like unconnected to intimate experience with your partner or even with yourself but yeah smoky quartz is also useful for a mundane task it awakens our inner hermione granger in a sense when we need to be on time focused and orderly that's why smoky quartz um it rules capricorn it rules aries and taurus smoky quartz is like it feels more at home in those signs and also it's a stone that you should always have by your desk at work to kind of help keep you grounded, especially if you're working in a corporate office, you're around so many different personalities. And I always, I have a big chunk of smoky cords at my desk at work because it really shields me from the irritability of office personalities, um, of even stress, and like, you know, even crazy emails or sudden projects kind of like help keeping me grounded and not feel so crazed and um, stressed out. All right, so that's Smoky Chords. So music of the week is Lissy. So I've been a Lissy fan for a long time. Like she came out with her first album in 2010, Catching a Tiger. And I've loved her talent and her voice ever since then. And her story is really cool. Like I remember reading about Lissy probably like in the early <laughs> issues of Spin Magazine when it was still a magazine, a physical magazine. I would get them delivered when I was a teenager. And I remember her talking about how her teacher, one of her music teachers inspired her to really use her voice. And, you know, that inspired her journey to become a very successful musician. And I just love that how, you know, the teachers in our life can really shape our identity and really can have us um, pretty much embrace our skills in this life. So Lissy's first album, Catching a Tiger, she had the hit When I'm Alone. And her music is like indie pop, but it has a bit of a folky twist. It's kind of like the indie version of Liz Fair uh, mixed with Taylor Swift. So I really love her music. And I recently got back into Lissy after taking a few years from listening to her music, just because I was distracted by other music coming out, because there's so much coming out all the time, that I got back into Lissy a couple weeks ago, and I had to catch up with some of her albums, because I haven't listened really since 2010, religiously, so 
Her 2018 album Castles completely has inspired me so much. Like I have not felt this way about an album in probably a good five, six months. And Castles is incredible. So my favorite song off the album is Best Days. And it's very uplifting. It's very hopeful. Your best days are still coming. They're not in the past. Um, so I love that message. And I constantly have the song repeat. It's very positive. I also love the songs Feels Good, Somewhere, and What Am I Gonna Do. Those are my other three favorites off of the Castles album. And yeah, it's just kind of like, I'm telling you, it kind of has Taylor Swift vibes, but it's better than Taylor Swift. And it's more like indie, but like still has that poppiness to it. But yeah, Castles is masterfully orchestrated indie pop music. That makes you want to dance with a bottle of expensive champagne in your hands. Like that is the vibe that I get from this album. Um, and then her latest album is the piano versions of a lot of her songs. And it's called When I'm Alone, The Piano Retrospective. So I love these raw songs of hers because it really takes Castles and a lot of the other songs from her other albums. And it just sings them in their wrong form without the high quality production. That's it's so beautiful. I just love listening to it, especially when I'm trying to create and I'm writing. I love listening to her piano versions of many of her songs. So yeah, Lissy's vocals are incredible. She has so much like talent and the melodies are great. They're so relatable all of her music and you definitely need to check out her album Castles and like everything, like her whole discovery. You need to listen to it because she's just so talented and one of the best folk musicians out there. Yeah, that's the Magic Monday episode. I know it was a little bit longer than usual, but there was just a lot I wanted to talk about. But yeah, also I'm still open for tarot and pendulum readings in April. I'm going to be going on vacation, but you know, just hit me up and we can schedule something for April. And I have some other cool things happening that I'm going to be mentioning in April. So look out for that. But yeah, on March 26th, I'm going to have the pre-order as my birthday gift to you um, for the magic candles. And um, they're going to sell out really fast. So definitely make sure that you're on top of that. Make sure you listen to the next um, podcast guest episode. I have Gina from The Social Teacup um, on. And we have an amazing conversation about social media and combining it with tarot and everything witchy. So she's so awesome. She's also a fellow Aries. So check out the podcast episode after this and thank you so much it was so much fun